how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to Creative Principles. I'm your host, Brock Swinson. In this podcast interview series, I'll be speaking with writers, directors, actors, musicians, chefs, and various other types of creatives as we bridge the gap between creativity and productivity. Here we'll be discussing the habits, routines, and lessons that help promote a successful creative life. If this is your first time listening, make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. As a character actor, William Figner is known for playing roughneck characters in films like Crash, Drive Angry, The Dark Knight, Armageddon, and Black Hawk Down. Recently, he has also landed a frequent role as Adam on the series Mom. In his writer-director debut, Fickner took the reins for the film Coldbrook. The story, which follows two ordinary guys in a small town, is a story of adventure. Fickner stars alongside Kim Coates from Sons of Anarchy and Harold Perrineau from Law. In this interview, Fickner discusses how he chooses a role, why lessons from directors are sometimes subconscious, what separates him from the quote, big movie stars, how Coldbrook got started in 2001, and what he learned from working with Ridley Scott. If you enjoyed this interview, join thousands of viewers for the new YouTube video essay series, Creative Principles, which dissects new films, series, and more. You know, it's different every time. It really is. It's, it's you know, it's a, it's a script by script script sort of journey you know you you know i read something i mean and you know it's not based on like you know size of role or i'm i only want to play like you know certain kind of characters not that way at all and there's certain things that i'm not attracted to but you don't know that until you read it um uh you know sometimes you know i mean i've had i've had a uh, you know an agent say to me ah oh, it's just a single scene in there and i'm like well let me read it let me see i mean i'll like Crash is an example. I remember when I when I read that and that one scene part in there, and I said, "That's that's awesome." Of course, I'll do that. Um, uh, you know, it just depends. Uh, you know, you read it and you feel it, and and do, do, do you believe the story? Do you believe the the journey for the character? And and if and if those things come together, then you know, then you know, God willing, you, you end up doing it. Do you see some uh, spacing or like time involved with that too? Like I know a couple of years ago, Brad Pitt said he was overcommitted. He had like five movies in a row. They might not have the same feeling when he actually gets to the fifth one. Do you kind of choose your projects based on how soon they're filming and that, those aspects as well? Well, listen, let me say something about that. Uh, I've always had this uh, I've, I've, I tell this story often. I I remember. Oh God, it must have been five, six years ago or something. I was I was shooting a film, and there was a big movie star was on the film, and and uh, and I asked him. I said, you know, he, he needed to you know wrap this film out in, in in time. I don't even remember what it was. He, he needed to wrap the film out because he said, you know, listen, I have to finish here because uh, I got to I got to be in Rome for two months. Uh, 
And uh, and then after that, I'm uh, you know heading back to uh, you know Seattle because I got a project going on there. And he was like, you know, what are you doing next? And I said, uh, well, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to Costco, and um, then I got to head over to Home Depot because I got to get a ladder. Um, I've never been that person that has um, projects lined up in in the future. Uh, I don't think that's really you know uh, I'm not pigeonholing myself, but you know to say that I'm you know, predominantly a character actor. It's not really the journey for, you know, a guy like me. You know, it's not that I haven't known in the future when I'm going to do certain things, just not that. Um, so, you know, for me, it's, it's you know, things come along and, and, you know, if you believe in them, like I read a script last summer that I don't know when it'll ever be made, but I hope it gets made because I thought it was incredible. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I just take it one day at a time, you know? So you mentioned Crash, and you've worked with a ton of great directors, Chris Nolan, Paul Haggis, Ridley Scott, dozens of others. Um, have you picked up some lessons along the way that kind of formed your style? I know this is kind of your writing and directorial debut. Uh, any any lessons that come to mind that you use for your new film? Well, you know, you know it's not like... Uh, I'll give working with Ridley as an example. Um, all of us guys, and, and Black Hawk Down was one of those films where, you know, so many of us kept in touch after that. It was just that sort of an experience. But we talk about it all the time. Kim Coates, we, we, we've talked about it. Eric Bann is a good buddy of us. We talk about it. Everybody remembers how absolutely cool Ridley Scott was. There just wasn't anybody cooler. I mean, he was so calm and chilled in the middle of like all this insanity of making this film. And, and, you know, did I remember thinking at the time, you know, Oh boy, I want to someday I'm going to direct and I want to be like this guy. No, but you subconsciously, you, you remember the people that inspired you, that you felt really great around, you know, and there's so many that I have felt that way around. And to be honest with you, I mean, you know, maybe one or two times in my life that I not, have that feeling, but I, I've had a great feeling with most people I've worked with. So, you know, did they, you know, did I learn things about directing from them? I mean, not, not directly, but then again, sure. You know, your whole life is a culmination of the things you experience. So you can't spend time around somebody like, you know, Ridley Scott or, or Gore Verbinski or a good friend of mine, Patrick Lussier. These are guys that I've worked with that you, you remember them because, you you love the experience of being around them. I, I I certainly wanted you know my set to be that kind of set. So how did this kind of, how did Colebrook come into place? How did you kind of get involved as a co-writer and director? Well, you know, really, it it all began in two thousand one. Uh, speaking of Black Hawk Down, when I was in Rabat, Morocco, shooting Black Hawk Down, and and you know. Uh, uh, the last Delta guy to show up, you know, we'd been there for a couple of weeks was Kim Coates. I knew who Kim was, but I'd never met him before. And I was a fan of his and he showed up and there you go. I met one of my all time best friends in my early forties. And, you know, we finished the film, came back to LA, you know, you know, he lives 10 minutes from my house and we became best buddies. And after a few years, you know, I, I reached out to another great friend of mine, Kane DeVore and I said, Kaner's, I, I got an idea for a story, and I, but this is a story that I want to I, I want to make. I want to write a story about friendship. 
with you, and I want to write it, and uh, it's for Kim and Bill to do. And that was always it from the beginning. So it started, you know, uh, you know, probably uh, maybe like 12 years ago, and, and then it just took a long time. You know, out of that, um, you know, we created the story. Um, it didn't, you know, everything that the story is now in the movie didn't start off that way. Um, you know, it started off, you know, about a couple of, you know, ordinary guys in a small town, and, and, and out of there it grew. Um you know, we wanted something that was, you know, an event to happen that would be unique to them and only them. And um, and that's where the character of Gil, played by Harold Perrineau, you know, that was born out of that. And then, of course, you know, we wanted to be, you know, we wanted to be good storytellers. And, and we created the story that is now, you know, that is the film Coatbrook. Tell me a little bit about, are Ted and George basically you guys? Or are you guys still stepping into characters? How was it writing these two characters? Well, I mean, you know, Kane and I would sit down, we'd work on certain scenes, and I'm like, all right, I, I, I listen, I, you know, I had the advantage of knowing that I was going to play that role, and I'm like, all right, listen, let's just talk this out. You know, we'd literally speak out loud, and I'm like, okay, let's write this, because I, I would say it that way. And then, of course, you know, we're all best buddies with coats, so I'd go, absolutely, Kim would say it like this. I mean, there are little things that he's says all the time. There's a line in the script where a coach says to me all the time, you know, I'll say something to him. He'll go, I will slap you so hard. You know, that's going to be in the movie. Um, we would just find these things and, you know, because we knew who the guys were. So we were really creating guys that were pretty close to who we were. I mean, coach, he's from Saskatoon, you know, Saskatchewan. I, I grew up in Buffalo, New York, and, you know, not, not huge towns, but, you know, we, we're not big city guys, you know, when it, at the end of the day, um, we just ended up living in big cities later on. So I wanted to capture, you know, a lot of rhythms that were natural to both of us. And also, you know, you know, have that be, you know, and then of course, you know, you, the sensibilities of the characters are truly way smaller than the towns that we grew up in. And I wanted to get that too. I mean, I know Cortland, New York, where the story takes place. I've been there since the mid seventies when my college girlfriend was from that town and I'm super close to her family to this day. So I know what it's like being in a town of 15,000 people and, you know, in a big college, you know, a little college town. So, you know, we were really committed to, you know, to finding out the things that, you know, how, what matters in their lives in a small town. And that also affects who these people are, the way they react to things in a small town. So, you know, it was always a journey that was multifaceted and, you know, we worked at trying to get it right. Thank you for tuning into this show. If this is your first time listening, please log on to iTunes or SoundCloud and give us a rating. Providing a rating or sharing content is one of the best ways to help the series grow. Make sure to also follow or like us on your favorite platforms like Instagram, Facebook, or the new YouTube series we've started. And check for daily updates over at creativeprinciples.live.